0: This is another Astros podcast. go 0-2 lifetime against him. The 0-1 slider that's popped up on the infield. Playable for Wendell behind second on the lip of the outfield. Grass makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Astros' win streak ends at 12 games, as the Rays even the series at a game apiece, beating the Astros tonight 2 to 1. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hench. And you look at last night's ball game, and whenever you look at a, a one-run loss, you can always look at a, various points in the game with maybe things could have been different and you never know how things are going to shape up as the game progresses but you look at that first inning bases loaded one out don't get a run and obviously that looms larger with the way things
1: transpired yeah it does especially when you're facing you know a quality pitcher like Snell who's having a all-star caliber season he's one of their best guys Uh, he's really difficult to hit and so when he he gave us a few extra bases we got we got in got him into a little bit of trouble and then just not quite far enough sack fly got did a nice job of making contact but Uh, Gomez throws the ball just enough and in the line where George couldn't get around the tag and so you walk away from that inning disappointed mostly because when you give Justin Verlander the lead then just life changes things are different and um, there were other opportunities for us we did hit a couple balls hard but in a game that that had minimal offense on both sides um, you know we didn't take advantage of the walks that we were given or some of the base hit opportunities that we had and, and thus come up short.
0: And you look at Justin Verlander's outing, six and two-thirds innings, you know, giving up just the one run on the solo home run by Crone, and you know 122 pitches most he's thrown in the game in, in four years. And you look at the way that inning went, that seventh inning, I mean, those last two at-bats, I mean, very lengthy, extensive at-bats, bottom of the order, obviously made it difficult for him to go deeper.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wanted it to end um, prior to that, just given the the pitch, t- pitch count total and I thought he could end the inning a little bit earlier a little bit of a tough play at third base and then a, a seven eight nine pitch at bat from Gomez and and things just changed uh so dramatically for him that pushed the pitch count up but he, he was really strong at the end uh probably deserved a little better fate given how he pitched um but as he always does we're in the game ready to win if if, if we could have just provided a little more offense Jose
0: Altuve got the day off yesterday, at least from starting. wound we'll up getting an at-bat in the in the ninth inning. I know in situations like that, you like to give a guy a complete day off. I mean, it's one at-bat, but you're in the position, obviously, where you're trying to win the game.
1: Yeah, we want to win the game, and, and he was going to get an important at-bat if we needed it. And, you know, again, I'm not sure how things would have changed if he would have played... Um, the guys around him didn't really swing the bat very well. So I, you know, I, obviously it's tough to, to not play Jose. Um, you know, it was nice at bat for him in the ninth inning where he had a lot of energy in the ballpark. He hits the ball to the wall. Um, so close to being the hero yet again, um, got a little bit of rest, which is important. You know, I wanted to give him a day off between now and the all-star break. Um, we'll see if he gets another one.
0: You know, Evan Gaddis has been swinging the bat well. Was the American League Player of the Week last week, and he's been mostly a DH. Has caught a late in a couple of games early in the year, and obviously, it's good to see Gaddis swinging the bat a lot better. But does it make it a little tougher to spread some of those DH at bats around because of how well he's been
1: swinging? Almost impossible. I mean, I gave him the day off the other day so I could DH George and and give him a little bit of a of a break off off the field, and uh, that's going to happen. You know, Gaddy's performing at a level that. Uh, that warrants him being in the lineup virtually every day, and that that might increase the likelihood of Altuve or Springer or Yuli getting a a, a day off uh, of anything. Well, Gaddy's swinging the bat well, but, um, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I want guys to play well and swing the bats and and produce, and Gaddy's been right in the middle of it, which is why he keeps playing. Astros use five of their six allotted mound visits in, in last night 's ball
0: game, and we don't we haven't seen that very often of course, as the first year of the of the mound visit restrictions. How do you think that that's all working out? Does it factor into your decision making or or into your mind at all during the game
1: not much uh, we, we need to visit the the pitcher at the right time. I think it's become the norm now where we've probably eliminated as an industry the the wasteful visits, just the um, the time where the anxi- an- anxiousness of the game is starting to create, you know, just a, they, they want to call time out. Yeah. Um, I like it. You know, I don't think there needs to be as many visits to the mound. I've never felt limited or, I, you know, we haven't run out, um, you know, I don't think once. Maybe once we did in, at the, in the ninth inning or something, but... Um, you know, I, I think we're, we're able to adjust to this. It hasn't changed the game times as much as it has made the action the most important part. You know, you're not creating these artificial delays. Um, so, I, you know, it's much to do about nothing. AJ Hench, thanks for joining you us. Got it. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio
0: Network. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Man, did he freeze him with that fastball at 97. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. Charlie Stinkin' Morton. I thought it was Charlie Freakin' Morton. Something like that.
1: This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Back on Astro Launch, Bill Brown with Houston Chronicle columnist Brian T. Smith. Covering baseball, what a grind. Is it your favorite sport or where does it rank? I,
2: I... I would say it's my favorite, but in all honesty, they're all tied. I, I absolutely love the NFL. I absolutely love the NBA. I absolutely love baseball. If I was forced to pick one, it would probably be baseball. But then when I was covering the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, I swore it was the greatest thing on earth. And when Deshaun Watson is doing what Deshaun Watson does or you know, with Andre Johnson, NFL playoffs. I'm, I'm convinced NFL is the best thing in the world. So I could not pick, but if I had to, by by the smallest of margins, uh, just just catching the edge of the plate, it would be Major League Baseball.
1: Having to keep up with all the professional sports and college for that matter, uh, how difficult is that
2: in this day and age? I do not in any way want to act like I have a real job. You know, I, I don't want to say it's hard or difficult. There are so many people out there. That I deal with daily when I go into a business or, you know, I'm on the phone. They have the real jobs. I am, I am fortunate and I am, you know, I am blessed and I'm very lucky. But there's a lot going on <laughs> There's in the social media age with the, all the stats, with free agency, with the trades. I mean, right now with the Astros, they're rolling like they should be. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking LeBron James and the Rockets and free agency. And today was there was a Dwight Howard trade. So that's going on. And then the Texans are quiet right now but we're not that far from training camp and then college football is not that far away. So with 24/7, 365 world and conversations, thus it is in sports and there is more information. There's more knowledge than ever. There's a lot, there's more confusion and and there are more rumors than ever. So it's a lot to keep track of, but I love the job more every day and uh, I'm very, very lucky to do
1: it. And you get great quotes. Uh, how about the access to the players? Has that changed over the last 20, 30 years?
2: You know, that's, that's a great question. I, I, it's, it's inside baseball, but I love talking about it because it really does affect our jobs. This has nothing to do with the Houston Texans. The NFL is increasingly bad when it comes to player access. Um, most of the big names are behind podiums, they're on stages. You talk to them once a week. NBA's okay they kind of walk that fine line uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you it, it, it is hard to get James Harden or Chris Paul quote-unquote one-on-one or just sit down with them for two or three minutes and that has nothing to do with the Rockets the Rockets do a great job there's just so much demand the beauty of baseball from a writer's perspective and I believe from everything I've ever heard and read bill it's been this way for fifty hundred years you can still you can spend 20 minutes talking to a player. You can you can sit in the dugout. You can talk to him in the clubhouse. You can get them when they're coming off the field. If you have that relationship, uh, if it's Tyler White, if it's Evan Gaddis, I just spent uh, 10 minutes speaking with Colin McHugh, uh, Astros player rep, about potential changes to the game, and and they'll just talk. That is the beauty of baseball. You're here every day. You live it. You breathe it. You're at the park for sometimes 12, 15 hours a day if, if, you're, if you're really living the life. And so you talk the game. And the, one, of the, one of the great things Major League Baseball has done is it has kept the clubhouse open, it's kept the dugout open, it's kept the, the lines between players and the media as open as possible in, in this day and age.
1: How difficult is it for you with storylines, for your columns, with a relatively controversial free team?
2: It's an interesting point. Um, I was actually m- mentioning this to someone earlier. I, I love writing about the Astros. It's-, it's actually the favorite thing I do. That being said, there hasn't been that much player movement. And I wrote so much about Verlander last year, and I wrote a lot about Cole during spring training. And, I, you know, Max Stasi I just wrote a column on him last week, uh, but I had written about Stasi in 13, so you get to the point, you realize that you're like, I've done the, the back story, and I've done the ch- life challenges, and, and you've done the down year, and coming back from injuries, and so at some point, you've actually written about just about everything the player uh, has done in their career, and, and had these in-depth conversations, and so until someone new comes in, you've kind of done them, so then you start looking for trends, and you, you look for the big picture. Tonight, I'm having fun, I'm writing about the rings and the fact that you're going to have 40,000 plus fans this game sold out instantly. They're coming here to see the world champs. They're also coming here to get their rings, which I think is just really cool and old fashioned and tells you how much this city loves this baseball team. So always, I'm always looking for different angles, different avenues, different things to, to discuss. There's a story I'm working on right now. I kind of stumbled into that the player hasn't talked about an issue in three or four years. And I was like, you know what? might be time to revisit that. So you try to keep it fresh and new because ultimately you're writing about baseball every day. Thanks for the time, Brian. Appreciate it, Bill. Thanks for having me on.
1: Brian T. Smith of the Houston Chronicle. The Houston Astros radio network.
2: That ball is
1: gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford.
2: And you can kiss it goodbye.
1: This is the Houston Astros radio network.